At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible. With a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. So I've been struggling with whether or not to do this particular episode, but I'm just going to go for it. Hope it lands well. I think it's important. And if I don't do a proper job of this, I apologize. Uh, feel free to chime in, share your thoughts, argue with me, or just make a comment of some sort. But right now, I am very concerned about the morale and police forces across North America, really. I know for sure that the morale at the Calgary Police Service is the shits for numerous reasons, but not the least of which is the current state of policing and public sentiment. So there is a lot going on right now. There is a sentiment based on a false narrative that police are running around hunting people of color. Now, cops know that that isn't true, but try saying that in a way that is persuasive. People that believe it just believe it. And there's no talking to them. It doesn't matter what facts you put in front of them. They believe it. Bugger all you can do about it. So I am going to read a piece I wrote here. And at the end of the piece, I'm going to talk about what we can do about muscling through this. Some tools that I hope you find somewhat useful. Here's the piece here. Being a cop has always been a thankless job. But in our current climate, police would be happy for the bygone days of a thankless community compared to what they are currently enduring. Never before in modern history have police officers been accused of being the worst of society. Today, the reputation of cops is constantly under attack by the media, and fringe groups who, are, who purport to have a noble agenda are paradoxically allowed by our governments to wreak havoc on our cities without consequence. In the states, entire city blocks have been burned. Children have been murdered. Ex-cops have been murdered. Business owners have had their businesses burned to the ground, and yet the media all but ignores the backlash of the problem which they themselves are largely responsible for inciting. Well-intended people have been duped into believing that roughly half of our society are devout white supremacists. Funny. I've, never, I've only met two in my life, and I've met tens of thousands of people. And they were both really sad individuals. But right now, the media would have you believe that about half of society are white supremacists and that visible minorities are being hunted and killed by the police. The media bolsters this false narrative daily, which has created an incredibly unstable and explosive environment. When a group of people believe that they are in danger of being killed by the police, it's only natural for a member of that group to be afraid and to resist arrest. And there's the problem, right there. 
When you resist arrest, you are making a safe situation dangerous. You're doing it, not the cops. When you resist arrest, you are making a safe situation dangerous by escalating the force required to arrest you. You're escalating that force. If you comply with the orders of a police officer, you are almost always safe. Yes, I'll admit it. Although it is extremely rare that a compliant arrestee is harmed or killed as a result of the arrest, it happens. In those rare instances, the police officers are likely at fault and they deserve to be charged. Only improved training and selection practices can reduce it, but it can never be eliminated. It's just how it is. There is no fixing it. There's only improving it. Here's something that people just can't get. A part of policing, which very few average people are willing to engage in, is combat. Most people have never been in a dangerous fistfight. But for cops, getting into scraps is a common occurrence. Some of these fights involve armed bad guys who are high on crystal meth and who are nearly impossible to control. When a crazed meth head charges at you with a knife, the only realistic response is to pull out your pistol and to fire a few rounds into the center of that target. Now the polyantic fools who cry, you should have shot him in the leg. They have no concept of the reality of combat. None. There is not a police officer alive who has the training and skill to, rely, to reliably, reliably make a leg shot against a crazed charging assailant. And no, a taser is not reliable enough to deploy in this situation. It's not like the movies. At all. The armchair critics are quick to judge and condemn the use of violent force without having the faintest idea of the reality of a combat environment. Many will recoil at the word combat by saying, combat is for the battlefield, not for our streets. Our cops are not soldiers. God, can't you just hear it? And they would be wrong. This is what combat is. Combat is a violent, must-win altercation. You must win. Life or death kind of stuff. Combat is a violent, must-win altercation. When someone is violently resisting arrest, that absolutely qualifies as combat. It's not the police who initiated the combat. It's the person being arrested who creates the combat situation, which the police have no choice but to respond with force. What else are they going to do? Let him go? Oh, he's kicking up a stink. Just let him go, Bob. No. They have to complete that arrest. That's the job. Police officers work in a world that is completely foreign to most middle-class folks and the rich folks that live in a sanitized environment. 
the average person can no more understand what it is to be a cop than they can understand what it's like to live on Mars. If you don't do it, you can't understand it. It seems that the public has forgotten the simple fact that cops are just people. Flawed, regular human beings who've decided to risk their lives so that others, like you, may live safely. When people join the police force, they do so for a few different reasons. Most, believe it or not, most join out of a sense of responsibility to provide meaningful service to their community. These people tend to make the best police officers and often make up the majority of a good police force. But lately, the media has been ignoring the fact that most police officers fit this description. And there's some others that join out of a sense of adventure, having fun in their job, bit of action, maybe the odd car chase. And there's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with having fun at your job? Policing can be fun. And there are those who have more simple needs. They just join to have a respectable and reliable source of income, good steady job. And really that's their key factor. That's who makes up the majority, the vast majority of a police force. But unfortunately, there are a few, and they really are a small few, who join because they crave to have a sense of power. They were bullied as a kid, and or whatever this it may be, and they just need that sense of power because they feel less than. And these are the problem cops, which every police organization tries to weed out. Yet, Every police service has at least a few of these problem children to deal with. These are the minority of cops, which the media are currently focusing on, as if they're all the cops. They're painting everybody with this contaminated brush. And it's not true. There's just a few of them. And nobody hates a good cop more, or nobody hates a bad cop more than a good cop. Nobody hates a bad cop more than a good cop. And it's true. In addition to these four types of police officers, there is a rare, very rare outlier. Occasionally. A trigger-happy psychopath will slip through the cracks. There's no way around it. The psychological evaluations are put in place as a filter to weed out these types of applicants, but no system is perfect. And psychopaths are slippery buggers. They often know the right words to say and how to mask their true identity. Even a lie detector test can be defeated by a psychopath or a sociopath. I'm not going to pretend that these people don't occasionally slip through the cracks and make it onto an honorable police service but I'm also not going to agree that police services across the Western world have been overrun by these types of people like the media would have you believe. It's bullshit. It's not true. There are bad apples in every organization. You know that's true. 
and try as you might, you'll never weed out 100% of them. Can't. No system can do that. If you're going to have a large group of people, any large group of people, there will always be a tiny minority within the ranks who will potentially cause great harm. There's one in every room. That's how it is. The truth about police officers is that they have chosen a life of dangerous, high-stress service so that you and I can live safer, less stressful lives. They deal with the dangerous people so that you don't have to. And you couldn't anyway. They literally get punched in the face so that you don't have to get punched in the face. Admit it. Most people have no ability whatsoever to defend themselves against a violent attacker. We should all be grateful to those who put themselves in harm's way so that they can arrest and lock up the people who are a danger to society. A danger to you. Now, all that being said, this part, and this is, this is the Trauma Recovery Podcast, so tools on how to muscle through it. And this is traumatic right now for police officers. It's traumatic being treated the way that you are by the public and by the media. It's terrible. But here's some ideas on how to muscle through this. Because what else are you going to do? You either quit or you find a way to power through it. So for those of you that aren't going to quit, thank you for your service. Thank you for your courage. Here's some ideas for you. Let's start with something that you can control. You can't control these haters, but you can control your perspective. The words, I hate you, are three words that a parent never wants to hear from their child. I've heard them. It sucks. When it happens, although it may sting for a moment, a good parent quickly realizes that their kid is simply having a fit. They don't know how else to express themselves. It's easy to discard unkind words from a child by realizing that they simply don't know any better. If they knew better, they would do better. If they knew better, they would do better. That's a mantra that I strive to remember. It's not easy some days, I know, but I, I really try because it's true. If they knew better, they would do better. Now, when it's a large group of adults who are pitching a fit in the form of a riot, it's pretty difficult to remember that they don't know any better but you can remember that they think that they're the good guys. Everybody feels justified in their cause, regardless of the facts at hand. They think they're doing the right thing. Or at least they think they're on the right side of the argument. Even though they're not. Regardless of the haters, try to remember why you are there in uniform. Why are you there? You are there to serve those who need you with or without their appreciation. 
It's better to have the appreciation. I know, but this is what we got right now. With or without that appreciation, you're there to serve. Your life is one of sacrifice, and some days are going to suck worse than others. But there's still good days. There's some great days. And perhaps easier to remember, there's great moments. You do help. You do make a positive difference. You do make a positive impact on your community. You do. And whether the public knows it or not, they need you. Without you, there's anarchy. Nobody wins but the bad guys when it's anarchy. Remember that the anti-cop sentiment is based on a belief that is a false narrative. They believe a lie. Despite the demonstrative evidence, to the contrary, these misguided people actually believe that the police are out to get people of color. They believe it. And the news tells them to believe it. You know it's not true. but they believe the news. We must realize that although misguided, their outrage is real to them. And they really don't know any better. It's not their fault. It sucks. The situation sucks. But they don't know any better. And it's not their fault. They've been duped. The media has created this environment because of the bias. It's all about, if it bleeds, it leads. A tool for you is to be mindful of your focus. You can't focus on the haters right now. It'll wreck you. You'll end up either on stress leave or you're going to quit if you give any mind to the, to the haters. Now is a great time to stay off of Facebook. Great time. If you can't limit your social media, then at least purge everyone from your contacts list who is sharing negative posts about the police and Twitter, of course, all of them, whatever kids are using nowadays for platforms. It's easy to unfollow, unfriend, or even block people. You don't need to engage with them. There's no rule that says you have to change somebody's mind, and you're not going to anyway. It doesn't matter. When people are emotionally engaged, facts don't matter. It's how they feel, and that's that. You're not going to change their mind. Don't try. It's not going to help you. Remember to focus on those who appreciate you, and there are a lot of them. If you look, you'll see armies of supporters who are cheering for you. Armies of them. They are there. They may be the silent majority, I know. They're not as loud as they should be. And social media algorithms are not helping. But they are there all the same. There are tons of supporters. There are tons of people that appreciate you and the work that you do. And don't you forget it. I hope 
if nothing else, this is at least slightly encouraging to any of my police officer friends, brothers and sisters who are listening to this. What you do matters. Keep your chin up. You are necessary. Your work is necessary. Today's episode of Operation Tango Romeo is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, the Vancouver Island Works Project. Vancouver Island Works Project. They are providing us at Operation Tango Romeo with a premium website. They're building it for us, populating it. They're looking after everything that I don't know how to do. If you are looking for a website for yourself, please check out the Vancouver Island Works Project, viwproject.com. That's Victor India Whiskey Project.com. Now, they do a lot more than just websites. They do a whole bunch. Please check out their services on the service tab on their website at viwproject.com. Accounting, bookkeeping, uh, Microsoft and Adobe training, social media management, you name it. Now, the website is that they're building for us is just under construction right now. It'll be up and running probably in a few weeks. There'll be a big announcement about that. But VancouverIslandWorksProject.com is supporting Tango Romeo. Thank you for that. Thank you, Manny Mandrusiak, who I served with. And please check them out, man. Check them out. Get a premium website for yourself. At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible, with a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. (laughs) 